When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ah, yes, ladies and gentlemen, we just finished watching WWE Raw. It's Monday night, and that means it's time for the Wrestling Inc. After Show. My name is Jack Farmer, and of course, I am joined by two of the very best in the business today. First up, we got the boss man himself, Raj, here with us, as well as Justin Labar. Fellas, how you guys doing? Thank you, sir. I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing good. I'm an 8 out of 10. I like this episode. Uh, I'm sure you guys will hate me for saying that, as always. But, uh, um, (laughs) (laughs) Justin, just overall thoughts before we dive into the nitty-gritty. How did you feel about this episode? The episode was meh. Some high points, some more low points. I would like to say that 50 seconds into this podcast, I'm already more of an advocate of you, Jack Farmer, than I am of Adnan Verk. (laughs) <laughs> oh, well, thank you. <laughs> Let's get a hashtag going. No, um, but uh, uh, I appreciate that. Yeah, Raj, did you like this episode? I'm I'm apparently a WWE shill on Vince's payroll, so of course I liked it, but uh, what did you say? I thought it was kind of dull. You know, again, I, I, I look at Braun Strowman, I look at 27, 2017 Braun Strowman and how awesome he was, and seeing this truth... Truth Commission, Braun Strowman, just, I don't know. It just kind of sucks, you know? <laughs> how, how many how many different uh, comparisons are we going to have for Braun Strowman <laughs> before he changes his outfit? Um, so uh, I say we just get into it. I Let's say we it. just talk about it. Let's chat about the pro wrestling. We start off with uh, Mace and T-Bar going up against, well, what's supposed to be Braun Strowman and Drew McIntyre. But uh, it, it doesn't start that way. It's looking like we're getting the uh, pre-Retribution Days version of Mace and T-Bar. They look different, but they still sound like their Retribution Days, the way they speak. Uh, speaking of the way they speak, before we get to the match, uh, Braun angrily yelled at Drew to not let his emotions get the best of him before getting frustrated with Drew, Drew and changing the match into a handicap match. Um now, Raj, uh, this was basically the same thing we saw last week, a handicap match against these two, except Drew and Braun switched spots uh, before the first commercial break. Kind of uh, par for the course with WWE here, sort of redoing things. Uh, do you like seeing these guys come out looking a little different and uh, basically mixing it up with a world title guy? You know, uh, Mason T-Bag, uh, T-Bars, <laughs> I mean, they, they have a cool look. You know, uh, if they get them away from those names, they get them away from that retribution gimmick, uh, they look like stars. And, uh, I, uh, but, you know, with right now where, where they're in, it, it does nothing for me. Yeah, I you thought, know. oh, sorry, Justin. No, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, yeah, it was another DQ and and Braun gets the win and then former champion Drew McIntyre comes in to save the day. Uh, But I thought what was really cool about this for me as just as a viewer 
is I have always known that Mason T-Bar were big, but they looked every bit as big as Drew McIntyre and Braun Strowman in this match. Um, again, sort of a, a replay of what happened last week, but do you think this kind of helps those two? I take them, I, I give them more credibility now than I ever have. You know, Raw kicks off, yeah. and that, that's the video package that Raw decided to give you as a recap, is, 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 is these two big retribution guys losing their mass. You know, already just seeing their actual faces, you know, and they have a little bit of eyeliner and, and, and face paint <laughs> already there. And then them being able to sell with their facial expressions, which is something, you know, if you have a mask on, you better be damn good like Kane doing the head tilt like his dog. You better be really good like Rey Mysterio to be able to sell the being a little guy. Being a big man strapped in a mask was already an uphill battle for a guy like Mace. Who wasn't real? Who wasn't real experienced in the first place? Having this past year with no house shows and live crowds to really work on and get reps, that was an uphill battle. So, a lot of things against them. I think that the, what, what they're doing right now, protecting them, having them get a little victory in a handy or a DQ in a handicap match to start off, that's good for them. Uh, in terms of the names, I get it, but look, coming from Vince's perspective, he likes these one phrase, one word names, as we've noticed. Um, I was a fan of Dijakovic, but Dijakovic or Dominic and or saying his name, remembering how to say it, not the easiest thing. Mace was Dio Madden on commentary. Again, another. So I can get past the names if we can just continue to let them be more real, see their faces, real actions, real consequences. I have to agree with you on that because I think the names, if you're winning and you're doing big things and you're being presented in a certain way, I think you get past the names because we've had plenty of guys who had silly names that ended up being great. I also think, uh, to your point about the masks, I feel like they're good-looking dudes. I don't know why you took put the masks on them in the first place. Uh, but, I mean, now it looks like they're rectifying that. They're moving on. Uh, I want to follow up with you, Justin, uh, on Braun Strowman and Drew McIntyre. We had the, the kind of the frenemies thing going on for a little bit where they were friends, but they were enemies. Um, it's not the first time that WWE has ever done this to sort of build towards something else. But one of the reasons I liked this episode was that, frankly, I thought it gave these two a reason to not like each other, but to be connected with each other. That wasn't just them saying, I want a shot at the title. Did you like this dynamic they built to between the two? No, I'll give you that. I've all dating back to the glory time of the attitude era. I've always liked if it was whether it was Austin McMahon, that there's always one main thread that we're coming back to going through the night. So yeah, I'll give you that. But it, it's also just to the point of like, I it, I, it still feels somewhat forced. I'm still, I, I haven't been able to get fully invested. And again, I'm a Braun fan. I'm a Drew fan. I'm happy Lashley's a champ. So I don't really know what I want to see, but nothing <laughs> really fully feels like authentic it just feels like we are manufacturing something for wrestlemania part two aka wrestlemania backlash yeah yeah did um now uh raj as far as before we get into sort of how this story develops throughout the course of the show uh do you like the idea that these guys are gonna build up to a match uh, again to have a match for a, a shot at the title down the line uh you know i mean braun should be one of the top guys in the company and uh yeah he should be and and, and what they've done with him over the last couple of years has just been uh and, and the fact that he wasn't even booked for last year's wrestlemania and then if it weren't for roman reigns you know deciding uh, his health it wasn't worth it he would not have been on that show and then he ended up winning the world title um 
it, what they've done with him has just been it's just sucked and uh and just seeing it you know again he looked like a gigantic superstar three years ago and he looks uh what they're doing with him he's just another guy right now but tall yeah. and um <laughs> I don't know. It's just like he's not that superstar that he could be. Uh, and he is if you just present him the right way. Yeah, they, so. they had lightning in a bottle with him several years ago. And I, oh, my gosh. I 2017 with, with Roman Reigns with the when he was tipping over the ambulance. And I, and I think it was because I was there at several of them live because I was very anger, you know, filled after <laughs> leaving the arena. I think it was a SummerSlam. Like, I, I watched more than once Braun lose in a situation that Brock Lesnar could have made him. And right. it wasn't like they had something else better down the pike coming right. for Brock to do. So right. it was like, how do you not just pull the trigger? And we know Brock will do business. Brock will make Brock will make oh, yeah. Daniel Bryan look tremendous as a, as a five foot nine guy like which he did yeah which he did which he did but, yeah. but it, i don't know how that they missed that moment i don't know how when cena was really starting to aggressively leave and take on more projects and 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 you could tell take you know i don't know how they didn't pull the trigger on braun and they did and it took a pandemic wrestlemania to get the freaking <laughs> world title on him right you know, everything you said makes sense. On paper, I totally agree. But I'm a huge Brock Lesnar fan, so when he did retain, I was like, yes, oh, yeah. my guy won. <laughs> I, you know, I'm, I'm the same way. Like, Brock, if you beat Brock, it has to be something special. I think Seth beating Rock, uh, Brock was kind of a waste. Like, it ultimately did not change anything. And uh, when you beat Brock, when Brock loses, it should be a huge deal. I mean, he beat the Undertaker's you know, streak. It should be a huge deal. Something I thought was a big deal today was the fact that uh, these guys, T-Bar and Mace, got a win. Now, it was a count-out win, so it was a little bit corny, but a win is a win. As Corey Graves even said, a W is a W. And this is one of those things, I think, and maybe I'm projecting a little bit here. Maybe I'm overselling it a little bit here. But I think this is one of those things where we see T-Bar and Mace getting wins over guys who are world champions, I think, down the line. When they are winning championships themselves, that's how you make it so it doesn't feel forced and feel like, why are they suddenly getting these big moments? I think this is one of those things they're kind of getting us used to the idea of a T-Bar and Mace beating these guys. Do you think that these guys can be the next big thing, or am I just getting my hopes up again? I mean, I think it's going to take some evolution of T-Bar and Mace. You know, T-Bar and Mace, as you saw them tonight, are not going to be main eventing Wrestle WrestleMania. But it, I could see, especially for T-Bar, because, again, he, he has so much natural talent, I could see an evolution of that character and that look. But, God, behind the scenes, could you just imagine how, like, what MVP, what Lashley, what Cedric, what Shelton feel like, that Shelton and Cedric get excommunicated from this very organic, natural-feeling heel stable that was working, and we're just going to associate the two big lackeys who are the two big lackeys of the terrible retribution story of the summer of 2020 – and we're going to have them be the associated but denied associated lackeys for – I mean, I, could, I can only imagine just the morale amongst those those parties. Well, I mean, they cut their legs off. I mean, uh, you know, uh, Shelton and uh, Cedric, they look like that group. It looked like the horsemen. Like, they look like a big money stable. And to take them out and put Mace and T-Bar in it, it just, it just cut their legs out. It, uh, what it did – and well, it's too early to say. Maybe it does elevate T-Bar and, and, and uh, Mace, but 
you you cut out the legs of two guys and just you diluted this this group that mm-hmm. had all this potential and uh it was the strongest group that they've had in a long time and it, just right off the bat they they weren't together a year you know they weren't uh the hurt business wasn't a thing a year ago yeah i uh they were my favorite group in a very long time and we'll get into that but we have some super chats we got to get into fellas we got uh jody shauna jenkins uh saying Justin, is there any chance that Bray plays the role of Lily? For some reason, that thought crossed my mind tonight during Alexa's segment. Uh, I highly doubt that. I, I think you have one of two things. I think the more obvious is that just as Bray and the Fiend was, that Lily is going to be some alter ego of, of Alexa That's that we'll see. Or, uh, you know, they've, they've long since been auditioning and trying Liv Morgan for different roles. You know, Lily's a Petite blonde. You know, I mean, I could see that if they if they if they're trying to find something again, because again, Liv has been um, she has been the subject of a lot of casting with them, failed casting usually, or, or, or whether it be lesbian or otherwise that they try to stick her in. So I think that's kind of where Lily's going to go. Um, but yeah, but I mean, also it seems like Alexa also might have somebody else, like another uh, higher power, another what we thought the fiend was to her. It seems like she might have somebody else who maybe will step in and be the next foil for Bray and the fiend whenever they. Uh, return to screen yeah we definitely got more of uh more of that to talk about in a little bit uh brett murphy asks raj no luck with your niece's birthday shout out from dua lipa no luck no luck levitating come on i'm levitating raj come on throw throw some of that raj geary money to cameo i know dua lipa's got to be on cameo i don't think she is no really no dude she's too big for cameo Cameo, by the way, if you want to see how much people think of themselves, go on Cameo and see how much some people charge. <laughs> it's always shocking what some people think they're worth. Mm. Um, then we got Krana uh, Shot saying, no styles, almost again. Cheers, guys, and hashtag RK Bro. We'll talk about RK Bro in a bit. I'm excited for that part. Uh, but yeah, it doesn't look like uh, they got any well, TV time. Again. Those, is... are ta- those are your tag champions, right? Yeah, well, they almost, are. I mean... Look, it, it, we're in a, the middle of a pandemic. When someone's off a of TV, there's usually a reason why. And, yeah, yeah. I, that's honestly that's an assumption I make. But since I never know, I never like to say. But yeah. I mean, AJ yeah. had COVID, uh, but uh, you know, he he yeah. he openly said he had COVID. But almost, even if so, though, it's been three weeks since Mania. Yeah, I mean, Lashley was off two weeks, right? Yeah, I mean, it's been, yeah. this was his his first night back on. I mean, it's and, and and a lot of it is not people having COVID. It's just the precautions. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, Stellar Justin Lopez says, uh, I didn't watch Raw, but I see Dijak and Dio drop the masks for Ascension face paint. They sure <laughs> did. Uh, <laughs> not, not much more to a, add. That's a career killer. You don't want to look like the Ascension. Uh, so then we've got, uh, King rail saying, I thought that was Raj and Riddle cutting a promo. LOL. Randy (laughs) talking to Riddle like a father who knows his kid is an F up. Uh, but he still loves him still. Uh, the vibe was kind of dope. No play on words. Uh, again, we'll, we'll probably chat about that in a little bit. I'm excited. That's, that was, uh, my highlight of the week so far. Personally, uh, rail with the dope 
get it. <laughs> uh, Jax says, friend of the show, Raw to me was better this week. I wasn't falling asleep. I also had a Red Bull, but whatever. <laughs> Verk, thoughts? I feel he needs to study the product more. Um, I always like him. Again, I'm the, I'm the shill, but uh, I thought this was a good show just because there was like an A story, a B story, and a C story personally that played out throughout. Um, but uh, what are your guys' thoughts, I guess, compared to previous weeks and uh, Verk, Adnan? It's only been three weeks, and I made a point. I like this is the first. This was the first night that I tweeted about him because I didn't want to be harsh. I mean, he he's not yeah. sounded great. Um, he's got a great mainstream sports credibility and background. Um, I, I put it like this. I put this on Twitter. Doing the job of of running a live WWE, especially a Raw three hour broadcast. Imagine trying to accurately retell a story on the phone to somebody while you're jaywalking through four lanes of traffic that's what it's like you have to be on and telling a story to an audience but head on a swivel for things that are coming elsewhere and you not want to get hit so like i i completely this guy's gonna need way more reps because he has not had any reps his reps were going to a wb studio in connecticut and doing like simulation which th that just doesn't that, that 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 can't substitute for the real thing so He's going to have to get better. He's going to have to find his voice because, you know, the one minute he is like Bueller, Bueller, Benstein, Benstein mono, monotone, and the next minute he's Will Ferrell doing Harry Carey, and he's like, hey, <laughs> look at this. We need a bigger <laughs> boat. It's, he just needs to find the voice. I, I, I'm going to give him time. I'm going to give him benefit of the doubt. I don't want to trash him anymore, but it is, it is, it's jarring. He needs to find a voice somewhere in there. He's, um, you know, it's one of those things that, WWE, they spent all this money and time with the system that they have in place with developing talent. And then they just bring in some guy who's never done wrestling commentary. Uh, he's, you know, he's done a little, you know, uh, a little practice, but that's it. Then they just throw him out and, uh, you know, they throw him out in the sharks. I mean, he just in the deep end of the pool. And I think it doesn't do anyone any good when you do that. You know, no, put him on main event, you know, yeah, have him like, get used to the system and what, you know, the, the crap you have to say, WWE Universe and that lingo, and you know, yeah. um, just get him used to the uh, the system before you throw him in the deep end of the pool. But they threw him right in. Yeah. And, I and think like, he's he's been nothing. No, and like, you know, Michael Cole was tremendous. I know Michael Cole had to slip up at Mania, but Michael Cole, all things considered, his track record for how good he is is really good. I know he wants to eventually, like, step back, and they just keep throwing more money at him to stay right. on. But he's well, going to retire eventually. Tom Phillips is very good. Vic Joseph at NXT is very good. They all do what is asked of them. I'm not saying Vert could one day, but like Raj said, put him in the system. The fact that they put a new play-by-play -play person the night after Mania on the flagship show of raw right. a person who vince had never even met or dealt with is just mind-blowing of where we're at in 2021 with the with the business and how vince is in a protected fence at all times right and we're at a zero percent success rate with that whenever they do that whenever they throw someone you know uh vince didn't uh, know morrow vince did not know that morrow had all the special treatments that morrow right. had in terms yeah. of money and accommodations until way later morrow's already already on nxt and vince is like we're paying him what Right. Well, and, and uh, what was uh, Mike Adamley? And, you know, uh, there's been other guys when they, when they bring him in from outside the system and just throw him in. It's never worked. It's not going to this time. 
yeah, he's a great he's a great commentator. He's a great yeah. announcer. It's just it's the wrong sport, I think. <laughs> and to your guys' point, yeah, he needs it's different. It's a more performance what right. he's supposed to be doing. But you know, we'll see. You know, I you, wish him the best of luck. You've seen The Simpsons, right? Where the where they have the commentators and are like, "Wow, that's great." Yeah, he's got. He sounds kind of like that. He uh, definitely sounds Simpsons, right? <laughs> but you know, I, I don't know. I always feel like if I was one of the people who had been working at WWE for years and was trying to earn my spot, I would be a little offended. But I guess you got to get used to that <laughs> if you're in that position. Yeah. Uh, Colt Cohn says it's really sad and disappointing how many people on the roster, like Braun Drew, Daniel Bryan, etc., went from star to boring in the last few years. It's a WWE problem, not a COVID problem. No one will ever be a mega star again. Um, I think Roman Reigns right now is a mega star. I think he's doing great. I, but uh, maybe that's just me. But do you guys agree with that? I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. Roman's he, a mega star, and and you see other potentials for others of like if they would let the Reigns, no pun intended, Roman go, but yeah. it just. I mean, who who do you see being like a, a Rock or Austin? I don't think there's anyone at that level. Uh, you know, yeah. and Reigns is. Uh, He's a megastar, and they're doing wonderfully with him. I, I see there are people within, especially in the NX, you know, there are people like, you know, like Cesaro. It's so great Cesaro's getting this role, but it's a little bit Johnny-come-lately. So make the most out of it, but Cesaro, they should have started five to eight years ago with him. Um, you know, <sighs> yeah, there, there, there's hate... guy, you know, Brian's on his way out. Alistair Black, I see such potential in how they resurface, but again, a long way to go. Braun, do we even know? We talk about Mason right. T Bar. You know, you can go to NXT, uh, a carrying cross, I buy into maybe if he doesn't get tainted by this complex process we're talking about, even with the announcers. <laughs> there, there, there are people, there are guys and girls who I see potential of, especially in NXT, but you just go, man, once they walk through that door of Raw or SmackDown, you know, all bets are off. Carrying cross was at that UFC this past weekend. Do you keep him off TV for a week? Like just to get the results back or do you throw him back in i think with nxt you don't need him necessarily on every week or you could do a video package so it wouldn't be that big of a deal he shouldn't be on right well but but look roger you don't you don't know if if he's vaccinated true you know there's now we're getting to waters where it's hard to say if if he's vaccinated then right you know yeah, that's one of those things. I just assume that's something that they're going to handle. And if he's on, then I assume they handled it. If he's not, then I assume they are in the process of handling. I don't know. It's not my job to know what they're doing with that kind of stuff. If you're vaccinated, um, good for you, you know. Um, and then uh, Chris Pantaleo says uh, his voice is right next to Shawn Michaels' smile. Uh, <laughs> I think we're talking about Adnan's voice. Um, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Combo Breaker says, can we put AJ and Omos on a milk carton? <laughs> that feels like a New Day sketch waiting to happen. <laughs> Actually, they could do some good stuff with that. Yeah, I think that would be great. Um, cool. So uh, now before we get into the next spot, today's show is sponsored by a brand new sponsor. It's called Strong VPN. So what is Strong VPN? You're all asking. Strong VPN is a virtual private network hence VPN in the name. VPNs help you safely browse the internet, whether you're watching a Twitch stream or gaming or spending way too much time on social media. With StrongVPN, your connection is encrypted, and that's important because it means that no one else can spy on what you're doing. 
You can use StrongVPN on your computers, tablets, phones. You can even install it on your router to protect every device in your household. And the best news is that StrongVPN uses the latest generation VPN technology called WireGuard, which means it doesn't slow down your connection like other VPNs. For listeners of the show, StrongVPN is offering an incredible 65% off, so it's just $3.50 for the first month or $27.99 for an entire year. And here's everything you're going to get with StrongVPN. You get apps for iOS, Android, Mac OS, uh, Windows, and more. You get access to 950-plus VPN servers, none of which log your information, and more than 59,000 anonymous IP addresses protecting your personal privacy. So go to strongvpn.com slash INC to claim your 65% savings. They have plans starting at just $3.50 or $27.99 a year. Get started with this limited time offer and save 65% off monthly and annual subscriptions. Visit strongvpn.com slash INC. Once again, that's strongvpn.com slash INC to save 65%. I've been using them for a while. I mean, it's, I feel like all the time I'm, I'm, you know, for the site having to find like, you know, someone will say there's this ad in California that, you know, is causing my computer to slow down or whatever. So, you know, I, I go to strong VPN and, and put that in, uh, you know, change the location. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's awesome. I mean, if you ever need a VPN, uh, solution that is the one to go to so strong vpn yeah it's uh one of those things i'll be honest the the tech stuff is a lot is like over my head but every single tech person i've talked to said it's something that i definitely need to use so i trust them so i i use it and i think it's something that all of our listeners should check out because 350 a month i mean come on that's nothing right, that's nothing yeah um so uh back from the break uh just real quick drew mcintyre wants a match with braun tonight and he's gonna get it uh, again, I just think that this is a great way to build a story throughout the show. It's like a three-part act for a three-hour show. Uh, and it's not something – everyone always complains. It doesn't make sense whenever I look at Twitter all the time. Like, this show doesn't make sense. It makes sense. They're building up to a match later tonight. I liked it. Is, Raj, is that not a great way to build a three-hour show? No, I, I, I agree. I mean, you have a match with stakes. And, uh, yeah, I, I, there's nothing I could say uh, wrong with doing that i think it was a a, a good point yeah that's fine with it yeah um so something that happened after we had miz and morrison and elias and Riker. uh miz of course taking credit for bad bunny's tour selling out uh, i thought that was fun i think it'd be interesting to find out i know bad bunny sold a bunch of shirts for wwe would be very interested to know how many tickets wwe got sold for bad bunny see if that went both ways or not um, but I guess there's probably no way of ever finding out. Uh, in any way, in any case, <laughs> we got a, uh, that, uh that, that, that bad bunny tour was selling out regardless. That's what know? I mean. Like, <laughs> yeah. I the, mean, uh, you know, I, I know there were some, there's been some people criticizing WWE using bad bunny, but it's like, why wouldn't you? Yeah. This guy is a, a, a huge name. Um, he, maybe he, he's not changing your ratings around, but he's still, a big name that is helping a, a draw an audience and he's also selling a ton of merch. Why not? And he's yeah. getting you a ton of social media views. I mean, what's the downside of using him? Yeah. And There's even none. if they, yeah. And even if they can't, even if they as WWE can't prove, Oh, we contributed this much to him 
selling on his tour or, or this or vice right. versa. Like just the optics of we're on the road to mania and that he was on SNL, the right. optics of, uh, you know, to Peacock, you know, you, the first mania on Peacock and you have this, this guy who has the, 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 the social following and, and, and the streams that he does. Um, it, it just, th- that's just good business. And also the fact that he seemingly won the locker room over with the locker room over with how well he, you know, respected and ingratiated himself to the culture, worked hard, trained, put on a hell of a performance, you know, and then also, you know, there's always a risk when you're, especially in this day and age of everybody having cameras and TMZ. And it's always a risk when you work with, I guess, any celebrities of like, what's their life? What's their reputation? And if you dig and I, and I didn't know much about Bad Bunny and I've become more of a yeah. Bad Bunny expert since Rumble <laughs> and diving into him. And you know, he's a guy who he's got a he's got a, a really good, clean reputation around him and a lifestyle and like it's, i mean it's just it's just a win all the way around i i i don't own a bad bunny uh, track i won't anytime <laughs> soon but i can i have full respect and appreciation for how that business deal worked out and he loves wrestling he yeah. he's not someone that's just you know dipping his feet in because that's a cool thing to do he loves it and uh it's cool seeing you know like uh these celebrities who really do love it that are not really getting much out of it. It's 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 more one way in a lot of ways. I don't I don't think it really does much for Bad Bunny's uh, uh, profile, but yeah, I think that, it's super cool. That's why I ask because so many uh, there was so many there's such a backlash from people about him being on WWE about who is this guy and all this other stuff. Right. I think he did so much for WWE. I don't know how much they did for him in that regard, and so it's kind of a selfless act almost on his part. Right. I mean, I'm sure he got money too, but the point is, I just I think he, it was great that he was on. I agree with you guys. He's also a cool person to have on. Like sometimes you know wrestling gets kind of out of date celebrities yeah. if that makes sense yeah. uh so he's he's current he's cool i liked him being on um but we got another musical act today fellas we got a musical super group one that was on par with the likes of in sync backstreet <laughs> boys three count one direction we three got- count <laughs> I had to slip them in. Nice. <laughs> They've nice. never been mentioned on a wrestling. That is never, yeah. But I love it. <laughs> I love yeah. it. <laughs> there is. I, I wanted to slide that in there with the other ones. Uh, I, I kind of feel like I know Damian Priest is supposed to be this cool guy, and he has like the sickest pyro. I thought that was a really cool pyro entrance today. Uh, he comes out with New Day. He kind of feels like a buzzkill, though. Like they were like those guys had kind of like Miz has kind of moved on. Damian Priest already won at WrestleMania. Miz is kind of doing his own thing, promoting his own shows, trying to make a new musical tour. And Damian Priest Priest keeps bugging him. I kind of feel like he's a a killjoy at this point. Uh, Justin, am I supposed to like Damian Priest or is he kind of a buzzkill? No, buzzkill. What buzz are you getting, Jack Farmer? This is Damian Priest. This guy's a six foot seven, legit athlete. Uh, he won with Bad Bunny. The 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 pyro was new tonight, and I even made it on my notes of how great it looked, how well it's timed with his entrance. Damian Priest, um, you know, Raj and I will fight to the death about our main roster to non main roster disputes. Damian Priest right now is 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 going for the best transition other than Elias and. Uh, in terms of NXT to Raw or SmackDown, he's not a Damian Priest. And we'll talk. We can talk about the match here in a minute. 
he's not a buzzkill. This this is this. <laughs> other than Elias. You're saying Elias is the next best <laughs> in terms of transition from NXT to main yeah. roster. One of the better ones. One Elias, of the better ones. He's, uh, he's been at the same level for three years. Elias elevated though from NXT. NXT he was mid card. Okay. He was never world right. champion. He elevated, did many okay. segments with Cena, with Taker, with right. you know. Uh, but but Priest here, you know, Priest is not yet uh, what we were talking about earlier with Braun 2017. But I could see by the time we get through the end of this calendar year, if things stayed the course and healthy and everything else. I could see 2022. We're talking about Damian Priest is like, is he that next guy they tried to to put the title on and try to put a little momentum behind? Like Priest versus Reigns. That right. doesn't sound like a, a a crazy WrestleMania match. That sounds like it could happen. Yeah, and that, and that and that could look good if ever if yes. all things equal build. That marquee could look really good. Exactly. I will say Damian Priest is one of those guys. If I was playing WWE 2K. 22 or whatever the next one coming out is going to be that's like if i knew nothing about wrestling i'd be flicking through the characters he's a character like oh this guy looks cool i want to play as him like you you could imagine him being someone someone wants to play as in a video game or or whatnot so i like damian priest it just felt like these guys were in the ring just singing having a good time and then he comes out and ruins their fun (laughs) you're being a fan for for cheap cheap entertainment no i mean look priest i I, like I, i just think and again you know the things that he does in the ring, the athleticism, uh, you know, and, and, and humble brag, spoil. Like I got to be choke slammed and beat up by this guy on the indies. He, he's just, and he's a sponge. He like like he told me his. This was before he signed with WWE. He his favorite wrestler of all time, Undertaker. And like I've and it's been documented by WWE. He's got to uh, Undertaker showed up at the performance center. He's got to like sit under the Undertaker tree, and he's took it extra from the tree, like. He is a sponge, and like I just think about that. I think about the way that he was treated in NXT, and then the way that they trusted him. That his first major storyline was to be in the in the major cross mainstream match with, with you know with Bad Bunny and Mania. Like he's making all the right impressions on people, and I just I feel like as, if he can stay that course and stay healthy, he's got the real shot to break through the the the, the, the glass ceiling. Priest should have gotten that the the pin, in my opinion, though. I, that I always was, hate when the celebrity gets the pin when they're not going to be used. WCW was actually the one promotion they didn't do that. Like Dennis Rodman got beat. I don't think Dennis Rodman ever won in WCW. Um, <laughs> true. I mean, they would. You know, uh, Kevin Green got pinned a bunch of times. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Um, uh, I was real gonna... quick, uh, some of these super chats. J.K. Oh, uh, Broadstock is saying, "How does AEW and Impact maximize this invasion?" Um, maybe I, well, from a W standpoint, I think they probably should talk about it a little bit more, um, on <laughs> like their show. It. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I think impact is already maximizing it. Like their, their, their championship, their champion is now technically going to be on a show that gets a million viewers a week. So I think impacts winning, even though in the ring they're losing, I think from an exposure standpoint, they're getting, they're probably getting the best exposure they've ever had. What does AEW have to get from this? Anything. This this is the worst partnership in wrestling. I feel like I don't know who's I don't know who's benefiting, but I know it ain't impact. I, I disagree, Jack. I don't think impact. Yeah, I, well, I think they, they got more pay per view buys. So that, in that sense, their ratings haven't gone up, but they have gotten more pay per view buys with right. with this. So grab your pens, boys and girls. Let's keep let's keep score here. For those right. who want to keep score of what's happened here, we've had 
AEW's uh, owner and uh, commentator and Tony Khan and Tony Schiavone show up on on Impact every week with the paid paid you know commercial making fun and belittling Impact. We've had Impact who's paying the contracts of the Good Brothers, and the Good Brothers have made more of a splash in relevancy showing up on Dynamite. Have they? I mean, in my opinion. They've done nothing. I mean, their, well, segments, just, their well, segments don't like increase ratings or anything. Well, I, I feel like their segments are more memorable in Dynamite than whatever they do in Impact. Yeah. yeah. Um, you have a Dynamite performer who's now took the Impact's title. So now, uh, you know, he's took that. Like... I just feel like, like what, like Impact's not. It's not like I don't feel like the needle's been moved much. I just feel like, no, eight, you know, it's just been a. I don't know. My, my knowing nothing about it, uh, trying to like guess what's happening here and what the plan is here, um, and with no inside information of any kind, I just get this feeling that they're doing this. AEW is doing this to show that they can make it work to New Japan. So that they can say, hey, New Japan, see, we've worked with people before. Now we should do a bigger partnership down the road. I, mean, I think this had, is them proving it. So they had Kenta on like, uh, you know, a month and a half, two months ago, whatever it was. And that was the lowest rated match they had when they had Kenta on uh, of, of, of that night. Like the ratings fell. You know, again, I, I'm a numbers guy. So I look at the numbers and it's done nothing. The, the Impact uh, AEW partnership. Okay, so... I just watched Lethal Weapon 3, so uh, I got my Leo gets that. Okay, okay, okay. Uh-oh, uh-oh. But, <laughs> but uh, Impact last week, they did a .05 in 1849. Uh, AEW did a .37. That's a 640% difference. What is AEW getting? A 640% increase that AEW has over, over Impact. So what's the point? Like I said, I think they want to get the the biggest names from New Japan over, but they've got to show that they're willing to work. I, again, I don't know. I'm just guessing. Yeah, I have no I think, idea. I think there also just needs to be a real, like, and all of us are immersed in this more than maybe some of the more just casual fans. I think there also has to be a really real and honest conversation in the AEW boardroom of how many people really follow all of this and, like, like how many people are deep down the hole and understand like new Japan history that you're bringing over on AEW TV and not fully explaining, but hoping people watch being the leader, hoping people watch this. Like, I think there has to be an honest conversation of, of, of the conversation that people don't even want to have with WWE. And maybe it's what's poisoned WWE, which is that difference of casuals versus hardcore versus you can, the hardcore are going to watch no matter what they can hate Monday night raw they can look forward to tweeting negative for three hours about Monday Night Raw, but it is in their their it's in their routine that they're gonna watch. There's mm-hmm. that there's those hardcores, and then there's the casuals who you the, that's your extra money. That's the difference of what puts you between quarter one and quarter two difference. And I think AEW maybe they've had it. Maybe they're coming to realize there's a you need to have a serious conversation of realizing your of your what what of your audience is hardcore, and who of the audience are you missing out to like actually capture and be new money? That is a great question. I want you to remember that because I'm going to circle back to that, but we do have a few more super chats I want to mention real quick. Uh, Jack says, Riker is a big dude, has the look. I see more for him in the future, I hope. A lot could be done with him. I agree, he does have the look. He does look like a big, terrifying dude that's going to beat you up. Um, I don't has, know. I, it, I just feel like he has no charisma. 
that's you know like we've seen a ton of guys in the past you know uh who have the great look but if you don't have the charisma it it just doesn't get you anywhere so yeah i agree i was hoping that his work with elias would help with that but we'll we'll see um and then uh myron kid says impact get more pay-per-view buys than aew i have no idea what the pay-per-view buys are no no myron to put it myron to put it this way uh Everybody who watches Impact is already watching AEW. Not everybody watching AEW right. is already watching Impact. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I wanted to circle back to something you said, Justin, about uh, not everyone is watching all the being the elite stuff. And I kind of agree with that. And that leads me to Charlotte Flair and Sonya Deville. So Sonya Deville sneaks Charlotte Flair in through the back door and talks about her being suspended and fined. This was all explained on Raw Talks last week after the show. So I want to follow up on kind of what you just talked about. Do you think that WWE should assume that everyone is watching these shows? Because I didn't see Raw Talks, and I had heard about the suspension through social media and things. But I I was thinking, if you don't follow this on social media, if you are the casual fan, this is random. You're like, why is she sneaking into the back door? Why are they talking about her being suspended? This would have been very confusing. Do you think that it's okay for WWE to do these things, or do you think they need to kind of hold off on that a little bit? No, I think it's a fair point, Jack. I, they're, they're, you know, WWE, who is king of showing the same recap three or four times to make sure you're up to speed by hour three, it, it probably would have helped them to maybe give a little context. Because you're right, you know, uh, myself and you, or maybe you're in Raj, you know, we're yeah. aware because Charlotte's story has been uh, especially interesting this past week as he, as she kind of <laughs> went war of words with some wrestling media. Um, <laughs> so, like, yeah, no, but I, I think it's fair. You, you know, and again, Raw Talk. Uh, pro- there's probably fewer people watching Raw Talk than there are people watching Being the Elite. I think more people are watching Being the Elite, to be to be honest. Yeah. So, Jack Jack just called it Raw Talks, so clearly he hasn't been watching <laughs> oh, it. No, I um, <laughs> you know, whoops. Yeah, yeah. I do think you you need to be you need to be conscious of that kind of stuff. Yeah, WWE absolutely in this situation. Um, you know, I yeah, this is certainly a, a, a very fair point there. Yeah, um, Raj, how do you feel about that? Like, st- like storylines playing out off air. Do you think? I always feel like they don't count unless it's on the show. Yeah, I, I, I think that's uh, that's one of the problems I have with AEW a lot is that they do some. They're like, oh, this guy's on a six uh, six match winning streak. And it's like, who the who is that guy? And, <laughs> and, and it's on Dark or Elevation, and it's like these shows that your money is on Dynamite. And if people don't see those wins on Dynamite, it doesn't really count. And uh, same thing with WWE. If, if it happens on Raw Talks or, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, wherever else, if it's not on Raw uh, and you're not replaying it, then it didn't happen. And you'll hear, like, uh, Sonya Deville crushing a promo on Talking Smack or, you know, whoever else. Mickey, you know, in the past, I, I know Mickey yeah. James has... Um, but if you don't show it on your main show, it never happened, really. No, and you're, you're right always, about that. Which is always strange to me because I always hear about how it's it's tough to fill three hours of TV, but I'm thinking you've got a promo from a show you've already recorded Peyton that Royce. everyone says is great, yeah. but only you know a fraction of your audience has seen it. And Justin, as you mentioned, they're, they're okay showing things twice, clearly. So I don't know why they don't put it on Raw so we can see it, but... 
Yeah, they repeat the same thing over and over on on Raw, and they won't show this promo that you know again Peyton Royce just uh, had a killer promo, uh, uh, and now she's been released, but a month ago, you know, show that. Let them. Let, if you're not losing anything uh, by postponing the Viking Raiders versus Shelton and Cedric, for, you know, again. Right. Um, I need to see their best of seven series, Raj. I can't have that taken <laughs> off there. You know, and, and to Raj's point about uh, like what he's saying about how AEW does it, and this is I'm going back on my notes from last Wednesday's podcast because that's how cool I am. I have notes hey, from right. all these podcasts. Notes. Yeah, I have notes here. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going back to flick a, a few pages back. Yeah, last Wednesday's Dynamite, I made note with Alfred. It was all about you know the wins and loss records and everything, and like you know Ricky Starks, he's ten and one this in 2021 with a ten uh, match win streak. And um, who's the other one here? Uh, uh, Jungle Boy has the second best win percentage out of anybody behind Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega has 45 wins. Jungle Boy has 42 wins. And I said, when the fuck did I see 42 wins from Jungle Boy? <laughs> right. Yeah, Because exactly. I'm not watching YouTube every day. Yeah. So. I mean, if, you're, if it's not on the A show, it didn't happen. I was uh, not to make it an AEW show, but uh, I was. I always say, how can Christian say he's going to outwork everyone when Jungle Boy has forty-two wins already? Come on, that guy's <laughs> outworking everybody. He's uh, he's he's super busy. And can uh, I say that I, I I hate the the outwork thing. Yeah. wrestling is not ultimately wrestling is supposed to be about wins and losses, and it's not about your performance, right? Like. Uh, uh, it, should clean, be out, it should be out win everybody yeah exactly <laughs> and if you're not winning then you suck like the browns could be like well we outwork everyone well if you <laughs> freaking suck then it doesn't matter because you lose um anyway yeah it's a side um, note <laughs> lots of lots of stuff for for that for the uh and, and, and same thing, by the way. <laughs> this is one thing that bugged me on dynamite last week when there when he was talking about how great a promo uh, MJF was talking about how great a promo uh, Jericho delivered. It, a build a promo should not be something that you um, you judge, right? Like that should be a separate thing. But it, it should not be like, oh, that was a great. Like if Mike Tyson was saying, oh, Ben or Holyfield cut a great promo on me. No, no one cares about that. <laughs> Could you, you know. Imagine? <laughs> Conor McGregor, I'm going to beat him, but man, he really right. uh, going to be good on the right. That was a great promo, though. He really, he really made fun of me. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. That would be that. That actually be kind of funny to see. But um, uh, I do want to talk about. Um, Are we still on hour one of Raw? <laughs> uh, we're, still, we're 30 minutes in, fellas. No, uh, All right, let's no go. Uh, I do want to say I do like the idea that it's seen again. They're building up these stories and they're planting these seeds uh, with the Charlotte Flair match and with Sonya Deville. The divide between Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville seems to be growing. And uh, Charlotte Flair, obviously, this divide with her and the referees. Um, I guess first Sonia Deville and uh, and Adam Pierce. Justin, do you like seeing authority figures fight, or is this something where you're like just keep it in the ring? Yeah, I'm I'm really mixed with this. Adam Pierce as an authority figure has been really random, and I'm happy to see Adam Pierce like you know, he's got like this nice comfortable job after paying a lot of dues and being a you know a hardworking guy in the business. But this just this feels the same as just before the McMahons took the ring. December of what was that 2018 when they said we're gonna have change or listen to fans and right around that point just before that we had saw like Kurt Angle and like Paige they gave Paige 
like SmackDown authority because she, you know, she was retired from ring ring action. It's just when when you actually have the real people, the McMahons, when you have Vince, Shane to an extent, Stephanie and Triple H, who everybody knows are the real executives and and, and power trust. When you have them involved already off and on, it makes it very hard for me to buy into the manufactured general managers. So I'm while Sonia, while as the real person, we know Sonia is going through a hell of a lot in the last year. I'm happy to see her around and then finding something for her. When in this day and age, there are guys and girls, they let just sit and rot at catering while I'm happy. They're finding something for her. It's just, it's it, I I can't I just can't believe it I I, I don't I don't care about it I'm like you don't, I, I don't really care. believe she's making yeah. the decisions yeah. I just don't care no it, it, yeah. It, it, yeah when I let Vince let let anybody with the McMahon last name do it let let f it let Bruce Pritchard just pop up and be on like give me somebody who I know who is in the decision making process right. we're at this point that we 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 know we know what's going on we know who are the real decision makers why put out a uh, why put out a, a stand? Oh, I put out a stunt double in front of it. You know, it's just even when they had Bischoff on back in the day, like you could believe that. Like yes. you could believe that. Heyman, Heyman, yes. again. You know, right. so just mm-hmm. put Bruce out there. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, yeah. yeah. Um, something I'm loving, by the way. I'm loving this bizarro world version of John Cena's United States Championship Open Challenge with Sheamus. I actually, I was never a Humberto Carrillo guy. But I'm starting to like him being this guy that's willing to show his heart, take a beating, keep on coming out there. I'm buying into I want to see him get a real legit match for this U.S. title. I think it's a kind of an interesting take on the open challenge and, and the build of this. I've been a huge Seamus fan for a long time. Raj, uh, do you like this direction with Seamus? Uh, I mean, Humberto Carrillo, I mean, he's gotten jacked. Like, he's a totally mm. different guy from when he was on before. It just... Uh, uh, I mean, they've, they, but they beat him right off the bat. It's hard to take him seriously. And, you know, uh, your eyes see what your eyes see. And when you see a guy get destroyed right off the bat, it's hard to take him seriously. So, um, yeah. He, he's done great in the gym. Good for him. Means nothing. He's, doesn't that, he, Justin, he's doesn't not that make him an underdog, though? Do you, do you, but do you care if Humberto beats Sheamus? Yeah. Well, I want Seamus to win because I like Seamus. So. <laughs> I love I love Seamus. Yeah. I, I just... it, it's building Seamus, so that's good. I mean, um, I love Seamus. Yeah, Carrillo, he looks like he's done great. He's got a great diet. He's got a great gym regiment. It's good just the him, haircut. But... Yeah, the haircut sucks. makes him look bigger. No. Uh... <laughs> Um, moving on though, uh, cause I do want to make sure we don't uh, go too long with all this stuff. Um, I want to say, uh, we, we get to Kevin Patrick backstage. Who's by the way, putting in the work tonight. Kevin Patrick's got a lot of work. He's talking to the original bro who always sounds like he's one of the little rascals and Randy Orton comes in and they say they're going to team up. It's time for RK bro. Uh. I love it. <laughs> Raj, you hate Matt Riddle. Are you ready for the Slytherin Stallions to get together? I'm so excited about this. Slytherin (laughs) Stallions. You know what, man? You know, this showed that Randy Orton really cares about Riddle. Like, he sees something in him. And he put him over huge. I mean, he's taking Riddle. Because Riddle was getting buried 
I mean, he he lost at WrestleMania like nothing, and and uh, he he was killed by Lashley the week before. But Orton clearly uh, sees something in him, and I hate his character, Riddle's character. But I've always said this: he in the ring, he can go. He's awesome mm-hmm. in the ring. His character is the most obnoxious, annoying piece of shit character I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like going back to like Santino Morello. Don't get but, hot. Uh, yeah. yeah, you posted. Yeah, I- you post that gif on Twitter of the guy's head exploding. I was thinking, I'm going to be that guy cowering behind him if you <laughs> today because I love Matt Riddle. Yeah. But uh, see, I'm going to take the I'm going to take the opposite here. I mean, like, I, no, like I don't know. First off, there's something about yeah, Riddle is like this 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 high dopey goof, but he's the high dopey goof that can kick your ass, and the what? MMA background helps. And what outside? Here's my early bold prediction and i tweeted it so it's already out there in the world so it's not like my here's my early, the the chemistry of the randy orton like shut up and the randy orton like having to deal with this goofy matt riddle stuff that he did tonight i got very early team hell no ah, mm. vibes here wow i got very early I, you might be right on that look they have uh an interesting chemistry like uh he can make it work and uh he can make it work this is going to be the most entertaining thing on raw <laughs> in, in over the next few weeks i know some people are saying that's a low bar to clear jack but i still think <laughs> it's going to be so much fun it, it was funny during the match i love randy orton's one of my all-time favorites by the way uh <laughs> rocky says rk broke <laughs> uh, uh Got, and, you uh, got some fans. Slithering stallions. That's great. <laughs> Jack, you Jack, you better run to the trademark office and, and, and patent it. <laughs> you you got something there. <laughs> if RK Bro wasn't so good on its own, I, I'd say that should be their, their name. But I love Randy Orton. He's one of my all-time favorites. You can tell that guy's not used to being the hot tag, though, when he came in. he's yeah, uh, I'm so happy for him that he's out of this Fiend stuff because that Fiend oh. stuff was just killing him. 100 percent, and like he looks like he he's rejuvenated like he's excited to be doing something else whatever it is this feels more like his thing too i mean what i love about him in a tag team too is we all know he's going to end up turning on riddle it's just a matter of when and that makes every match kind of fun even this one the whole time i was like is he really going to tag in is he really going to do it uh and so this is going to be so much i mean three weeks ago if you told me it was going to be orton and riddle at SummerSlam, i'd like who, who cares but now all of a sudden you can see it, you know, like it's uh could be a big thing. I am all in on RK. Orton, Orton's awesome. I, when, when he wants to be, he has not had a good feud in a long time since edge, which I guess, I, I guess that was last year, but yeah, well, it's, yeah. it's been since I think is, is the fiend after that. Right. Well, I guess there was, yeah. Or was, was that? No, no. McIntyre was, he had some stuff that. with drew. Yeah. The drew stuff yeah. was not great. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, and then we have uh, Stellar Justin Lopez saying, could go the Team Hell No route or Y2AJ route. <laughs> um, yeah, I think this is going to be great. I think it's going to be fun. Um, but we also had uh, the ladies in action tonight. Rhea Ripley with another backstage promo, and she's just as excited to see Charlotte back as the rest of us. Um, I know uh, this seemed to be an improvement on her previous backstage interviews. Uh, overall, I thought the match, uh, once we got past all the shenanigans with Mandy and Dana Brooke coming in, 
I thought it was like a fun match in a vacuum. If you didn't know everything that was going on, it was chaotic. It was fun. I thought it, a lot of different stuff happened as a viewer. It was fun. But at the end, when, when Shayna and Nia and Ripley all held their belts up, I was thinking these are, look like three stars right now. And Oscar's always going to be a star. I felt like Naomi took steps to start elevating. And Lana, I think is a good underdog type character. I thought this was a good overall build for that women's division. Justin, do you agree? Yes, I. Yeah, like I'm a, I'm a big Rhea Ripley fan. I Nia and Shayna kind of work. At first, I didn't like the odd pairing, but they work. Uh, like you said, Lana's a good under. Like everybody, everybody works. Everybody fits a, a good role. Everybody fits a good cast. I just. I don't know. There's just still something about the, especially the women's tag, that's just there hasn't been a consistency. And again, everybody has something to offer. It's not like there's anybody that there's nobody who's dead weight, and not even Lana. I know Lana gets like the bad rap, but she's worked very hard to improve, and I think her with Naomi works. But there's just still something that's just not fully clicking here with the tag division of the women. I don't know what it is yet. Yeah, I feel WWE struggles on the, at least their main roster with the tag teams. I don't know why. I don't. It seems like it's hard for them to have a tag team that's not in a tag team title like feud. Um, they, it's hard for them to have a mid card tag team situation for some reason, and I don't know why that is. Um, I I felt like coming out of this though, and and Raj, correct me if I'm wrong. Mandy and Dana Brooks seem like jerks in this. They just came out and splashed Shayna Baszler for no reason with water. And then are teasing Nia Jax. I get that there's some well, sort not of for like, no reason. Earlier, Nia threw and crashed the bouquet of flowers. I put these in water, bitch. So I mean, it wasn't like there was unprovoked. This isn't the storyline that you could really sink your teeth into. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. But I'm watching this. But didn't Mandy also just make fun of them last week for slipping? And like, I don't know. I, they, yeah, they, they, I don't know who I'm supposed to root for. They both. It seems like two jerks. Mandy and Dana could have been a great heel tag team uh, back in the day. Yeah, um, I they do think they could have made like Mean Girls. Yeah, exactly. Yes, I yeah. do think that uh, this Rhea Ripley is going to fail. They're giving mm-hmm. her crap. Uh, her lines suck. She's not. She's they're they're booking her to fail. She's just not. I mean, you look at her out there, and it just feels like she's playing a role. She's not into it. She doesn't connect with the character that they're giving her and I, I and i think rhea ripley has all the talent in the world she could be a huge star but they're not doing her justice and it's not going to work with what they're giving her in my opinion yeah i've said before she's such an authentic person you need to let her be herself i don't think yeah. you can write her i mean you can give her like a bullet point but then you need to let her be her right is my in my opinion because she's such an original person she's such a you don't find Rhea Ripley walking down the street. You don't cast for a Rhea Ripley. Rhea right. Ripley is herself, and you just need to let her be her for it yeah. to work. I yeah. think, anyways. I think um, uh, it's a waste. Um, but the swerve, the swerve show asks, "How do you guys do it?" Raw questions my life choices. <laughs> um, it. Uh, it- I'll, I'll say this is my trick because I know everyone says I'm super positive about the show. <laughs> this is the deal. You pick your favorites and you just cheer for them. And if just like if you're a fan of the Browns, even if they lose, if but if they're on Monday night football, you're like, sweet, my team's on Monday night football. This is great. 
you just have to have those expectations and find the people you like. And if they're getting some time on TV, you enjoy it for what it is instead of trying to question what it could be. That's what I do. That's how I get through it. Raw. Uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, uh, namaste, Jack. You're, you're the, 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 the biggest obstacle for Raw is that it's three hours. Every three week. hours. Wrestling is not meant to be three hours every yeah. week. Two hours is the sweet spot. Dude, One hour take, you rush. Take it's, an hour off. Tape it. Put it on Wednesday night. You got okay, well, I mean, look, I mean, look, they could run NCIS. They could run Ms. and Mrs. Raw is still doing better numbers than they oh, would if they so like they're not going to change. But wrestling is not meant to, to be three hours every week. I wish that they would take either the first hour or the last hour, whichever one they've deemed through their research analytics. I wish that they would let one of them be raw talk or something of NXT or something just to promote other ventures but it doesn't seem like they're going to that's what it is it's the three hour if raw was two hours raw would be no worse off than smackdown if it was two hours if the best of the best but it's it's the fact that it's three effing hours yeah Yeah. you you, if you look at the year drops the year-to-year drops uh raw is way worse than smackdown and there's a reason for that you know uh year-to-year it's because um, that three hours, it just killed, it just erodes your audience. And at some point, man, just take that third hour, put it on a different night, and it just makes it way more digestible. Because yeah. three hours is, and, and we learned this way back in the day. We saw this with Nitro, when Nitro went to three hours. And they couldn't keep it three hours. And, I mean, they stopped uh, a year in. So, Yeah, even... Uh... Even uh, me as the super fan, I feel like I, every single week I will admit that uh, I go, okay, so we should be getting the main event soon, and it's always at the two-hour mark. And I go, oh, <laughs> That look on my face when it's like, oh, fuck, there is 90 more minutes left. You know? <laughs> right. And hey, guys, just be happy. You're a mountain time of the West Coast. I'm on the East Coast where it's dark before all of you. Right. <laughs> and I'm sitting there watching the clock, and I'm going, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah it's it's definitely too long i don't think anyone disagrees with that i feel like every single person agrees that two no hours says three hours is perfect triple no. h without tri- triple h doesn't ever bluntly say it but if you've been on enough of his media calls oh yeah he alludes to the fact that three hours for raw is too much he never yeah. he always toes the line of never getting in trouble but he always alludes to right that problem I wonder if even if they did a um, and, and not to just keep on it, but uh, to your guys's point, even if they broke it up and maybe did like the first hour was like a different show, like maybe they do 205 live as the first hour. And then if you don't care about that, you skip it. And then you just tune in for the last two hours of Raw. And it's totally separate. Jack, if, if you gave me eight to nine of I guess we can call it Raw Talks. Right. But if that eight <laughs> to nine was basically what we saw for the twenty. 20- five or 35 minute rain delay at mania if you said i'm going to give you an hour with commercials and some video packages built in so what 20 minutes original content if you gave me that of just the talent being told we're going to come to you you're going to put over your match or your story or whatever because we all can tell the difference we 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 Mm -hmm. noticed it during the rain delay of what was scripted and what was they're scrambling just to fill give me that I would rather that might psych me up if that was the hour lead in for then a nine to eleven live original story 
but I don't know what's gonna. I don't know what would ever make them change. Because I mean, they're paying two hundred fifty million dollars a year, and so that's right. you know eighty million dollars an hour. So right. if that eighty million doesn't you know really stand up, uh, then it's not worth it for them. And yeah. WWE, you know, um, they learned early on it's all about content and not necessarily quality, and mm-hmm. they are just raking it in because. They know how to push the content. YouTube yep. numbers, everything else that adds up. Yeah. I mean, they're they're on it. As Jack says, Monday Night Raw, then Raw's War, second hour was damn perfect. Oh, was Those money. were the good old days. Um, but uh, we do have just a couple more things I want to hit on. Alexa, again, <laughs> talking about all this stuff with nothing to do about wrestling or matches. Uh <laughs> I don't know if I'm supposed to think she's fun and kooky or scary and dangerous or annoying and weird. Uh, she says she's going to play with the rest of the WWE, so I guess matches are coming. Uh, Justin, you're the one that got the Bray Wyatt question earlier, so I'll kick it to you. Uh, how are you feeling about Alexa and her promos? I mean, I'm, I'm okay with it, but I've also been really open to say I like the Hocus Pocus magic. I, I am more interested in this than I am just... Alexa Bliss, like, because look, let's be honest. Let's call it Alexa Bliss. You know, she was good in the ring, and she was fine as the Alexa Bliss. Everybody wants to, uh, whatever, whatever your attraction yeah. or or uh, enjoyment was of her, but small, small overall, didn't make a lot of noise and bumping, not a lot of impact in the ring, uh, hurt and injury track record was 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 bumpy. I actually feel like this is some of the best, most consistent, reliable stuff in terms of investing in TV time for her. My opinion. Oh God, Raj, you're shaking your head. This oh. didn't. This wasn't really magic stuff. Necessarily. Not yet. It's gonna get. Did you there. like this? It's gonna <laughs> get there. Uh, it's just eyeliner all over her face. She looked like Kato. Um, I thought it sucked. <laughs> I hate this stuff. I hate it. Uh, I hate it. <laughs> I I like the magic stuff when it gets to the ring. Like it need I feel like the Undertaker was always very good about like it ends in the ring and so it made sense. But you know my it, favorite like, Undertaker stuff was his stuff with Shawn Michaels and Triple H and uh it was never the magic stuff. When he when he died and you know after Yokozuna and Chuck Norris was there whatever. <laughs> I I always hated that. It was never my thing. I always liked the the Undertaker when it was more normal. So, yeah, I, um, I feel like this was just a kind of I remember. Bray Wyatt. What are they going to do with Bray Wyatt? It seems like they have no idea. That's the question. I, this, that, this felt kind of like a, hey, we're still waiting to debut her in the ring. Um, I guess she, she plays the role great. I just I don't understand what this has to do with wrestling is my issue. Like what is, like it seems like she could just do this in the street and <laughs> I don't know, push people off stairs and whatnot she doesn't need to be in a wrestling ring for that if she's just crazy but she, she does have a win over randy horton so, <laughs> so she should be getting a title shot soon um okay. and then uh so antonio garcia says the third hour should be like old school superstars full of promos and jobber matches um ah. that would be interesting I mean, to see that's what the ratings do if that's the third hour no, no you do that the first hour you don't do the third right. yeah if you, you do that build. third hour no one's sticking around antonio you're not running my tv show <laughs> no. <laughs> uh and then uh antonio garcia says alexa owes me a new tv that doll scared the hell out of me <laughs> lol uh mm. it was a good little scare i get what they did 
like I said, I just don't get I don't get where it goes with wrestling. Um, hopefully it does. Speaking of wrestling, Mandy Rose uh, had to face Charlotte Flair. Uh, it felt kind of like Charlotte Flair's The Undertaker here, where she was getting punished by uh, having to face Charlotte Flair. It reminded me of Teddy Long days, where you're going to go one on one with The Undertaker. Where's Charlotte uh, Flair? <laughs> Charlotte Flair. Um, <laughs> I thought that Nia Jax was going to get involved in some way or the ref was going to get involved in some way, but Mandy Rose just kind of lost here uh, as more tension builds with Charlotte Flair and the refs. Mandy Rose was once on the cusp of being the women's champion. Raj, what's Mandy Rose's ceiling at this point? Man, she was, she was on a roll last year with Otis. Like that yeah. storyline had legs. Like it was hot. Like people cared. And then no the pandemic and no crowd and they just it just fell apart. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think this is now we're seeing it. I think this is it. I I, I mean, yeah. if it was the '90s, Vince Russo would have done bad things with her. But it was uh, it's it's a different time, and I mm-hmm. I just think this is her ceiling. Bro, if this was the 90s, Mandy Rose would have been Playboy cover by now. Um, she would have. Yeah, she would have. Yeah, yeah no, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they did the whole, again, some of this is pre-pandemic. They did the, like the like the porn star kind of entrance where everything mm-hmm. got like blurry and they had the exotic, they had the saxophone, yeah, the, the whisper <laughs> and the sand, the, sand, the saxophone and, and yeah, the stuff with Otis. And then, yeah, it's just become... I don't know. I mean, which is a shame. I mean, like Mandy's, you know, I mean, she she looks and can be a star in her own right. Dana Brooke is one of the most improved in terms of in-ring talents uh, over the last couple of years. But, um, yeah, just kind of just fall by the wayside. And then Charlotte, like, I mean, Raj, what's going on here? <laughs> Meltzer told us that she's gone. <laughs> Complete she's makeover. Suspended for, <laughs> you know, she's got a makeover and then de- <laughs> dental work, and dental work means body work. And like, she calls them out. Like, I mean, I was half expecting her to like rename one of her moves like a Meltzer driver tonight or something just to like <laughs> take a shot at him. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, man, I hate, I, I don't want to pick on the guy when it's been a rough Yes, week you for do. Him. Just, <laughs> no, I don't. Just no, I don't. It. No, I don't. I, I actually really don't. I feel I feel bad for the guy because his double downs on Twitter are ridiculous. It, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's not a complete makeover. She had dental work done. She looks the same. Um, so, you know, sometimes he sticks his foot in his mouth, and and with great power comes great responsibility, I guess. And you know, he is kind of the the guy, and you can't say stupid shit when you're the guy. We can. I mean, sometimes <laughs> I guess we still get, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I think uh, he was, it was a dumb thing for him to say. Got, he got caught with his foot in his mouth and I, I, I don't, I don't think Dave Meltzer is the sexist personally. Well, I think Charlotte's still the goat. I thought her robe was amazing tonight. She's um, awesome. Charlotte Flair is she is the uh, Rick Flair is a, uh, uh, you, you don't want to say that, but she's the Roman Reigns of this generation with with the women's division. She is when she's out there, you know, you're seeing the top star. Mm-hmm. You, you know, yeah, I think she's great, and uh, 
maybe you know rick flair had little nate for a while i wonder if she's gonna get a little char with uh eddie the <laughs> referee here tonight right. um th- myron kid asked thoughts on the mortal Kombat movie i don't know if you guys saw it. i watched it last night i thought it was fun for what it was um i think it was kind of an expectations thing if you went into it thinking it was going to be marvel's end game but mortal Kombat, you're going to get let down but if you're just going into it for a popcorn movie it was fun i don't know if you guys saw it I haven't seen it. I, uh, the last current thing I saw, I went in with no expectations. I watched Kong and Godzilla and enjoyed the booking. I wished I was watching it in, in a theater because <laughs> it would have been great in a theater setting. I have a problem with Kong versus Godzilla. but uh, Oh, boy. Dude, Kong lost magic. twice. Are you kidding? <laughs> Kong was he was to... buried. We're going to squabble over that booking now? Yes. They could have the had first a, should have, have at least been a draw. Later. It shouldn't have. It, he lost twice. He, Godzilla was going to kill him twice. Anyway, Godzilla's the bigger star. Come on, he ah, sells more merch. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, oh. Meltzer fears Raj. Uh, I don't think so. In the super <laughs> chat. Uh, um, and then so just to end the show, the the big main event. I it was a big hard hitting match. I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool that MVP got involved to try to get Braun to lose because he wants his guy to have a one-on-one match. But the Mace, Mason T-Bar making Braun win uh, was interesting to me. It was because uh, now – and this is what I liked about this episode is it built up to this big moment. And now I'm wondering what Mason T-Bar are all about. How are they involved in this? What's going on with this whole thing? I'm very curious where things are going. I'm interested to see it play out. Uh, Justin, how do you feel about Mason T-Bar getting involved in the main event? It's circling back, kind of bookending the show and uh, the fallout that we might have from it all. Well, like you said, the, the fact that it is bookending, the fact that it makes it seem like, okay, these three hours were cohesively written. This wasn't, uh, you know, Vince showing up late and we're just darts against index cards on the wall. <laughs> so I, I, I appreciate that. Um, and again, as I said earlier, I kind of defended Mason T bar and have some hope for them. Uh, so, I mean, I don't, I don't hate this. I, again, I don't really know. I'm in this, this is a really tough period because I have, you know, WrestleMania backlash. It, it, it's such a marketing tool of tricking people to think that they're on Peacock. They're going to get a WrestleMania quality show and backlash. You know, we really don't have much. You know, Money in the Bank will come sometime in the summertime. I love Money in the Bank. I think it's worked its way into one of the majors. Mm-hmm. But really, until we get to SummerSlam, and then we all are kind of feeling like SummerSlam might be the gateway into normalcy, fans mm-hmm. touring. So I'm just kind of in this weird spot right now. I, I don't – it's it's the same thing with Cesaro earlier, I said. I, I love Cesaro, but, like – Everything between now and kind of like SummerSlam, I just really feel like it's just sub. It, it, it's one. It's 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 one A. It's one B. It's just. I had a hard time going from WrestleMania to the Thunderdome. Yes, yeah. and I uh, and Impact. I can't watch it. I can't watch this. No crowd, zero people with the the piped in crowd noise. It, it's. I mean, and I know Thunderdome has the piped in crowd noise, but Impact is just depressing watching it. And I, I I watched the uh, the Rich Swan Kenny Omega match and it just it just sucks. I can't watch the no crowd stuff. And uh, watching UFC this past weekend, it uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! I don't know how many of those guys got COVID in that building, but it felt normal. 
And like I said, it's not it my awesome. job to worry about how they handle all the people in that. That's their job to worry about. Right. I just know it looks good on TV. That's my, it's not my job yes. to worry about how they, they track all that and handle all that stuff. Uh, but to the impact point, it's I, I, cause I agree with you. Like I like a lot of the wrestlers on impact, but the empty crowd just no. kills it for me, even though they have like an amazing setup there an amazing stage, but it's interesting. I don't know if you guys watch NXT UK, they don't have a crowd either, but it's, it's comes across. Okay there it comes across fine there uh, i don't know what they do differently uh because i just watch it as a fan and like hey this is a great show but um but i agree with you raj the, the no crowd thing is killing me but uh and justin to your point i'm really i think they're trying to use this time and again maybe i'm mr optimistic here but i think they're trying to use this time to sort of build the foundation of what they're going to go with once everything is now live with crowds again at least i'm hoping yeah maybe but uh maybe part of that but i also then just ask like how do you gauge anything when you're just piping in sound and right. you're watching the visuals that are on a five second delay of people reacting on a thunderdome you know so i don't know you know like and that can go that can go each extreme that can go wow maybe uh maybe drew and bobby lashley is not as exciting as we think it is on paper but on the flip side if we had the organic crowd, maybe we would discover faster that yeah. T-Bar and Mace, without their mass, you got something. Well, it, it flows both ways. The, the, the crowd shot all over Randy Orton you know, and uh, mm-hmm. the Fiend at WrestleMania. You got that instant feedback, which was like, this sucks. Yes. And uh, if we had been getting this all along, would this have you know, drawn out that long? You know, but yeah, if you had fans... Right. Uh, again, what I'm saying, you know, uh, RKO Bro, tonight, if you had live fans based right. upon that, there could have been RKO Bro chants and th- and things that happen organically because of crowd that they go through the curtain and they look at Vince and Vince goes, all right, yeah, we, this is moving up on the list here. It, it's, right. it's, it's just so hard not having that true reaction right. of, of people. It's, by the way, could you imagine not going to a live show for a full year? You finally get to a show and you still boo something that happened like that. <laughs> that's how bad that was received. But Jack says it's up on the Wrestling Inc. site. Verk is trending in a bad way. Poor guy. He has the talent. But like I said, he was tossed to the sharks quickly. That's a it's a tough spot to I mean, he's, yeah. he's great. But of course, I mean, you uh He's great with what he did before. That doesn't yeah. translate. You know, um, I mean, Justin, you've grown up with Bobby the Brain and Gorilla Monsoon. The commentary could make up for a bad match or a, a nothing match. It, it was just so entertaining hearing Jesse the Body and Vince. Or, uh, it was just, it, that was part of wrestling, was that commentary entertainment. And... We just don't have that anymore. We don't. And another thing, too, that I don't know why I have never. WWE is so steadfast on these three-man booths. And, you know, like, I have a degree in sports broadcasting, and I've never been able to understand three-man booths with anything. Except for this. Wow. This, yeah. yeah three guys are terrible i'll step out at this point no but no but in, in live commentary of action um 
you know, this is a recap. You know, we could have four, we could have five, we could have six. Yeah. In live, yeah. you know, again, f- football, baseball, hockey, basketball, r- wrestling, two, like, it always makes sense. You have your play-by-play, you have your color. That's for traditional sports. Yeah. So then with pro wrestling, you have your play-by-play slash the guy who's your moral compass, a.k.a. your baby face, and then the color guy or girl who is bucking against it, who is like, that's just the natural flow. Three makes, there's no formula for three. I don't know why they stick with the three. I was happy when they moved into the Michael Cole, Corey Graves, just those two for SmackDown. And then now Graves has been pulled off his back on Monday, which I can only presume is Graves is the best color guy they have. We're going to put you with Adnan or Adnan, Adnan, excuse me. Who is our you know youngest and weakest? So we need you to help balance it. It's but it's, it's just it's just so weird. Three yeah. for live broadcast does not work. Two in the booth have a sideline reporter to occasionally toss to. Three in the booth for live no no need. Well, well, to your point, name your top five commentary teams. Are any of those uh, a three no, man? None. No. No. Three man woman. You know, whatever. Yeah, Gorilla Bobby, uh, Vince Jesse King, Vince Jesse mm-hmm. Ross. Yeah. King, J.R. King, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I agree, hundred percent. Also, usually they're best when they have a funny person. You, yes, I mean, you feel like you need someone funny out and, there. You know, people say it's passe or whatever, and it's like, no, you're just listening to the wrong people. Because Chris Jericho, when he did commentary, when he does commentary on Dynamite, it's a whole different situation. It's so yes. entertaining. Yes, uh, Amy Kimball says. Mandy Rose having to shut down Dolph Ziggler on Twitter started a bad day. Flowers thrown at her and then losing to Charlotte. She needs stress stress relief. Great as always, Jack. Well, thank you, Amy. I appreciate that. What, what uh, happened with uh, Mandy Rose and Dolph? I've yeah, Amy, Amy bitched about Mandy Rose's social media and then she compliments you? What the hell? <laughs> What's going on here? No. <laughs> no, what, what happened with Mandy and uh, Dolph? I didn't know anything about that. Um, but... Uh, we also have uh, Chris saying, I'm afraid they will pipe in noise now, even in the crowds. Uh, they didn't at WrestleMania. No. Uh, um, and then uh, uh, Kair Kemp says, uh, Pat McAfee is awesome and organic. Pat McAfee's so good. I love Pat McAfee. He's, he's been great at everything he's done so far. I'm a huge Pat McAfee fan, so uh, I'm all in on him. They need to let him be him and not yeah. try to produce him. Yeah. Yes. Pat- Pat's really good. He, but yeah, like, and we saw it the first couple weeks. He he's standing up, and he that's just that's Pat being Pat. If if they let him just be him, then this could be something. But if they start to try to say, look, you have to stay in this lane, it's gonna let he let him be Jesse Ventura. Don't turn him. In, don't turn him into Matt Stryker. You know. Yes. Yes. Yeah, uh, John Cena's ball spot says, hoping WWE ends this RK Bro storyline by having Randy punt Riddle in the head, and hopefully after the punt he'll lose his dumb character. <laughs> I love I love Matt Riddle, but that'd actually be kind of funny if he got punt kicked, and then he's like super smart and like yeah, all of a sudden he's like smoke yeah, like smoking a pipe and <laughs> it's kind no, of I want to I want to see oh no I want to see I want to see vignettes of Orton and Riddle. Like that '70s show where they're smoking pot and the camera just keeps yeah. spinning around to them at the table and they're just high as hell. It's well, <laughs> just uh, diff- totally different kinds of high. Yeah, <laughs> you know, 
I don't know if you guys watched NXT when uh, Pete Dunne and Matt Riddle were a tag team, yeah. but that was incredibly entertaining. So I think Matt Riddle can make this work, and I know Randy Orton can make anything work. Like I said, he's he's probably in my top ten personally, but um, I think they're great. I think they're fantastic together. So hopefully we see more of those guys. Um, but that's it. We got through it. Yeah. The only other news, Kenny Omega, what do you guys think? Kenny Omega winning the Impact title. I mean, I think, <laughs> I think it's, I think it's cool. I think it's, a, I think it's great visuals with him with the uh, Omega Championship or the the Omega Championship and uh, the Impact title. I think it looks cool. I think it's a cool visual. I think, you know, as far as we, we've chatted about, I don't know if it moves numbers or anything like that, but you know, it's fun. Impact has been robbed blind in this. They've been made fun of. They've had their title been given to somebody else who's in a different program. If Kenny Omega, if we're in normal life, if Kenny Omega walks down the streets of Times Square, how many people stops to take a picture with Kenny Omega? Right. I, I think it does nothing for anyone. I mean, you know what? Impact did get some pay-per-view buys out of it. Like this show did better than what they would normally do um impact in a lot of ways they're pathetic because their pay-per-view buys are based on people from other promotions like their last big one last year's anniversary was like which wwe stars are going to show up right that's their selling point and um well and they're gonna do they're doing that again this year and that's Rod. that's Rod. that's a great commentary right impact bases on the yeah exactly who that just got who that just got considered to be you know uh, fat that we had to cut from wwe (laughs) who's gonna show up there but then impact developed and cultivated a group that we now know in the wwe world as msk but nobody goes oh Here's that awesome group from Impact. <laughs> right. No, like I mean that that, that that tells you all you need to know about the hierarchy of where things are at here. Right. Well, clearly Impact is on the it, it's the smaller of the two between AEW and Impact. But my question would be, um, you, Raj, I believe you said it was like Impact or uh, AEW has six hundred percent more viewers. Yes. Yeah, so well, last week it was six hundred and forty percent in that prime demo so like the win for impact here is that even if it's just a a a small percentage of those people hearing about impact or seeing impact my example would be if you had some local indie wrestling company let's say you had whatever uh, nebraska state wrestling championship or whatever and roman reigns won their title and talked about it once on wwe even if roman reigns killed everyone in their whole company it'd still be the biggest promotion they've ever had. Now, this isn't as big of a gap, but I think for Impact, it's kind of the same thing. Like, even if they beat us, like, he came here. That's kind of a big deal for them, is it not? I think Roman Reigns uh, winning a small title makes brings him down a little. Like, it doesn't elevate anything. Mm. It, it, it brings it down. Um, That's fair. You know, when you're, when you're the A game, when you're the A talent... Uh, I don't know. What do you think, Justin? I, I just think it, it. It. I think Kenny holding all these uh, these titles that no one's ever heard about. I, I guarantee you, the uh, the number of people that watch AEW has not have not watched Triple A. No. Again, yeah, it goes back to what I said earlier. AEW has to have an actual honest conversation in their boardroom of. Yeah. 
separate yourself from the accolades you're getting from the hardcore. Right. And I know Tony and like, and this is not a bad thing. So let me actually rephrase my tone here real quick. I know we're trying to wrap it up. I know Tony Khan reads social media. He follows a lot of us. We've both gotten feedback. He he will DM. He will talk, which again, yes. Which again, let me, I don't want to be, let me me say this because Vince is not talking to any of us like this. So there's something kind of cool that like a guy who's a billionaire running a promotion is willing to engage uh, people that are covering him. So right. that's cool. Say that. But I also want to like stress it. Like, while that's cool, you also need to like also just put the business cap on and be like, all right, look, there are some hardcores here that understand again and see this these little things. But you need to keep an eye on the big picture. Like, and, and that's that's where I settle. I'll just continue to settle on that. Keep an eye on the big picture. And I don't know, like what, like impact. Impact is kind of like the little engine that once upon a time could have, you know. Impact rose and rose and rose. Bischoff and Hogan showed up. They got all Monday nights. They got two million viewers. One, two million viewers. Kurt Angle's there. All like, oh my god! All right, maybe do we have something here? And then they 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 dixied themselves so many times over. It's and now they're just. They're just kind of like a feeder system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amy Kimball asks, Raj, what about the Slammiversary tease? It's like, oh my God, Tucker might show up. Tucker! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, again, yeah, I mean, this was what we were discussing earlier. It's, uh, if you're building your promotion around guys that WWE released, and, and granted, Samoa Joe is a, a different story. That's, mm-hmm. he's a star. Like, that's, I'm still shocked that they let him go, but yeah. um, the rest, you know, the Tuckers and and, and what have you, um, it, it's just kind of sad. I think Joe and Chelsea Green will be back. I don't oh, know. Any- Chelsea Green, anytime she's been given the ball, she she runs with it. Like yeah. she is. She had she's a bad seen- she had a bad run of luck with her health with WWE recently. Yeah. I mean, yeah. she was injured her first night in. Yeah, but she, you give her the right character, the right. Uh, the right stuff. She'll 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 go. She seems right up uh, right up WWE's alley too, and just like what she does and, and everything. So, yeah. but I don't know. Uh, Brian Cyrus says Pat McAfee and Cole and Graves as play by play, and Joe as color would have been good if they didn't release him, or would Joe and Graves be too similar? Is that a four man booth? Four man is way too many. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We wanted to get one line in for each match. <laughs> Uh, and then John Cena's bald spot says, instead of putting people's stuff in trash bags, WWE needs to put every Raw wow. this year in trash bags. Dang would it. John Cena's bald spot really say that? I feel like John Cena's bald spot would be supportive of WWE, but maybe not. <laughs> Cena is the company man. Do you ever see that Shaq uh, interview he did? Yes. <laughs> Shaq asked him about his match, and Cena just completely diverted. It was, it was actually impressive. Man. It was, yeah, it was, yeah. It was actually yeah. pretty impressive. Uh, and then Jack says, love AEW, but most fans are AEW fans because they get bored and loved the idea of a WCW war again when AEW was initially announced. I like everything. There's pros and cons to everything. I like AEW. I like everything, though. 
That's what that's that's what everyone <laughs> says. And I hate everything, so it's a good <laughs> yin to your yang. Yes. No, <laughs> um. Yeah. So well, another I raw think... in the books is absolutely a nothing episode. I thought. I liked it. I liked that it a build. I liked that it did its thing. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, I watched it for this podcast. I came, I saw, I delivered. I believe. <laughs> well, with that said, uh, Brian Cyrus, uh, one last one says, meant to say Graves and Joe on Raw and Cole and Pat on SmackDown. Um, you can't like have, you know, you can't have Graves and Joe. Neither one of them are trained to do the leading. Both of them are stick men that fill in the sound bites as color guys. So you, you need like, you need like Tom Phillips and Joe, or Tom Phillips and Graves, and then Cole and Pat. Mm-hmm. Like you need a stick man and Cole and Phillips or Vic Joseph. You need that guy that can lead. The problem that Adnan Vert cannot do. Braun Strowman's train is off the tracks and he screams, we need a bigger boat. (laughs) I would bet that someone told him to say that. I don't know if that's true or not, but I'm just guessing. Uh, And Justin is the perfect fulcrum of balance between Jack and Raj. Yes. (laughs) Uh, I agree to that. Anything, any last words before we go, fellas? I think that's it. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. This has been the Wrestling Inc. After Raw show. Uh, tune Tune in again next week, but also make sure to watch tomorrow night for the NXT After Show here on Wrestling Inc. Yeah. Justin and... uh, Not me. uh, No, not you. On Wednesdays. No. Forget it. (laughs) Somebody. Somebody's on. People. Catch it with people tomorrow. People. (laughs) All right. All right, guys. Thank you, guys. We we always appreciate it. And, and... Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.